0: Say
1: it, you can't stand me. <laughs> Fresh like I just got a contract. Fresh like I just got a max. Roll up desk, we balling to the max. Fresh like I got a contract. Moving through the city, where we go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We are here, we are live, we are back, we are on the internet. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing out there? We know it's late night on a Saturday night. But you all are at home. You ain't got nothing else to do anyways. So cut us on, sit back, relax. We're about to get into some heavy, heavy Jordan talk. Uh, we have a basketball historian with us um, right now. This guy, is a, he loves the Bulls. He studies the Bulls. He studies all sports. But this guy specifically, a, um, a maestro, a wizard, um, an Einstein, and know-it-all. Um, When it comes to the Bulls So I'm very interested to hear this guy's perspective We have a lot of good arguments on Twitter A lot of funny jokes Always being spread A lot of good times Um, Also we can talk about the Bulls changing regimes Uh, That's going to be amazing To actually discuss because You know we talk about it with Scott But talking about it with Scott is different from talking about it With a normal human being Because he he bleeds he bleeds, he, He bleeds red Like when they say see red he bleeds red like we bleed red Jack but, goes, he, but he goes through it yeah 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 we bleed red but he bleeds red and he bleeds uh you know you know that blue and orange like the bears do uh but anyways uh Jack welcome 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 we have a special guest uh Jack you can find him on Twitter at Reed Jack. you can also um find him on his uh site as well where he posts his own writings um go ahead Jack talk to the people let them know who you are and where they can find you at and what's up
2: outstanding uh Appreciate you guys having me, uh, Jack Silverstein, Read Jack, author, historian, working on a new book on the Dynasty Bulls called Six Rings, The Bulls, the City, and the Dynasty that Changed the Game. I'm slotting that for 2021, and I am bringing readers along with my research interviews at readjack.substack.com, weekly newsletter, actually twice a week because I send uh, I send one free one. Uh, once a week, and I send one for the paid subscribers also once a week. Great one recently with uh, a Bulls ball boy from the second peak, Chris Mott. He was telling me about how many sticks of gum Ron Harper and Scotty Pippen liked before games. Uh, it was uh, two sticks of Trident for Harp and five sticks of Doublemint, if I'm remembering that correctly,
1: for Scotty. This man, Scotty is a goddamn animal. What you chewing that much gum for? Goddamn, Scotty. Man, well,
2: I, I think Scotty's. I, I he was having them throughout okay, the game, okay, okay, whereas okay. Harps, Chris, the ball boy, had to roll down the foil and would hand it to him kind of open so that while he was working out, while he was warming up, all he had to do was take it, bite it, give him back the garbage, and then he would go. Uh, he was a guest on Oprah at that point. Um, he became boys with Scotty. He was at Scotty and Lars's wedding in 1997. And uh, it's just really, really cool story. So that's the kind of
1: thing that I'm sharing uh, with readers. That's amazing. Oh, I like that. Oh. I like that. That's just, yeah, that's, yeah. You're like a lot of these players, um, you know, little weird habits that they have, you know, as a fan, you really don't get a chance to see those things. But when you get to see people in person, even just seeing uh, certain guys work out before and after the game, um, I think that's, you know, something that I didn't really didn't really think that much about uh, when we first started covering the games, about how much people actually, you know, really worked physically um, before yeah. and after the games. And I see a lot of times the Clippers, I'll see guys stretching and doing all kind of stuff before the games and then after the games. They in the locker room lifting weights. Uh, so I think that is pretty cool to like get to see stuff like that because you really kind of see what guys are always in the weight room what guys are like always are the ones with the plate leaving early you know what i mean you really get to see people's work habits in a different way so yeah make sure you when you check it out pavy what's up how you doing tonight i'm chilling bro you all right
0: i've been up since midnight last night
1: oh you ain't go to sleep nah i remember those days yeah see i went to sleep i went to sleep i went to sleep at like 6 a.m i know I've, I've, I've been staying up pretty much around the clock but i just i just can't go to sleep it's, it's really hard for me to go to sleep during these quarantine things like i don't know why it's just like i have no idea
0: i can go it just ain't no point
1: yeah it really ain't it's like i'm just gonna wake up and i'm gonna do the same thing which is nothing no
0: point like it just it just ain't no point but i did 50 i did 50 hours
2: up uh, once uh, in college, uh, and it included a drive from Bloomington, Indiana to Lawrence, Kansas, to go visit my brother at KU on the final stretch of i seventy, I thought that a couple of overhead uh highway signs were Mario characters, <laughs> and like cool. I thought one was toad and I thought one was Mario, and I was looking and but then I had like another tell me you hour... were
0: driving doing that though.
2: No, that was that was on yeah. the drive. Solo. Like you were driving, I was driving. I would have I had my my CD binder. It was about this big, CDs. and you know you work through like whatever it is, like twelve CDs. CD. And uh, so I was on that, and um, and then I had like another eight, 12 something hours after that, that included a Ku UCLA game, and then we drove back, and in Iowa City we blew out a tire and um and the the trunk of the car was packed so full that we had to unpack the entire trunk to get to the spare and i drove from iowa city back to chicago uh what it, it would have been like 35 miles an hour on a donut spare all the way back
1: that, that's that's a wild so ass trip
0: that's so, actually
1: a movie hey, hey cheers hey here cheers to you i've been hey through- I yeah. bought me a bottle of Doucet, I'm not going to lie, Jack, well, never mind, that's, I'm sure that's probably personal business, so I'm not going to ask you that, I was, uh, but I was just going to say, did you get your Trump check?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, I got yeah. my Trump check, and I was like, you know what, in honor of the scumbag that is Donald Trump, I'm definitely going to buy me a bottle that I actually want to drink, because if I'm going to be go. stressed out. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. So I bought me a bottle of Douce, and I won't lie. Does it really have his name? Does it really have his name on it? I I didn't see. I I didn't get an actual check. Like I mean, you know what I mean. But I mean, I got, got that. Got it. You know what I mean? It's that. Yeah. It just said like, IRS or government or something like that. or tax, whatever. Like it didn't. It doesn't say his name. They say that on the actual checks, it's like a memo or something. That's that he did whatever to personally include his name on it or whatever. But. It's it it still will forever for me be known as a Trump check. Like I don't like he could give he could give the Americans ten thousand dollars a month forever. It's gonna forever be known to me as a Trump check.
2: I mean, it's amazing how much better Tim Floyd was as a coach than Donald Trump has been as a president. <laughs> I'm just reflecting on that now. We
1: had a few good moments. Hey man, I think bro Tim Floyd was awful. Yo, I really want to name this Donald Trump uh, as Tim Floyd. Can we name both this of, Donald Trump Both of them about
0: Floyd? both of them about man. <laughs> tim floyd was i'm
1: back. crying he called that man tim floyd that man said trump is tim floyd that is hilarious but getting into it um you know
2: who you know who tim floyd hired who gar foreman the last man left of the floyd era was
1: finally finally fired really crazy
2: yeah gar foreman mm-hmm. came in as a scout august 1st yeah. 1998
1: from iowa state he wrote crazy. he rose up on some goddamn uh, uh up like a damn tapeworm through this on on some goddamn uh, house of cards shit going crazy if (laughs) he rose up through the ranks he's like let's um, stop talking
0: about the bullshit let's get into it jack question for you obviously you know last dance coming on tomorrow um is there anything that you're looking forward to maybe learning or maybe seeing or looking forward to seeing highlighted um, about, you know, the 98 Bulls season, which I personally, I think is probably one of the more intriguing in history, the sports history, honestly, because...
2: hundred percent.
0: I mean, I don't think you ever had a situation where, like, this is a dynasty, and it's, like, just not going to continue past this year. Right. Going right. into the year. So is there anything that, you know, you are, like I said, either looking forward to maybe learning, learning about, or just seeing highlighted... For the rest of the world. I mean, I feel like that was the, I mean, I feel like we've seen that though. No, you haven't. Yes, we not did. Like we that, saw
1: it with the I Warriors. Think it like I think the Warriors dynasty. We knew when. No, it We wasn't, knew that dynasty. was in there. No, no, absolutely ah, Yes, we not. did. No. I did. Going into that year, I thought that dynasty. No. I, I feel like every. They're still
0: on the team. They're still bro. on the, dynasty, huh? yeah.
1: still I mean, on the until, team. There ain't up no up dynasty. What you mean? They won like they're twelve still games still this year. the team, bro. They have. They
2: have the. They have the primary players plus the head coach and management of a team that won. Sixty-seven games in a championship, and another team I think that won seventy games. Lost the championship. I think that We're dynasty
1: is over, though. I think that dynasty is over. Okay, I think it, whatever maybe, they do in okay, the future is a, diff- is a no, completely no, no, no. My, new era. There's a
2: difference between there's a difference between a dynasty being over of its own volition, and a ten day fire sale. Literally, in, yeah. of the of the of the Man. greatest run yeah. that we've seen since Russell Celtics, true, where in true. ten days you go from you know michael retires they named tim floyd head coach he'd been something stupid called director of basketball operations that was a shell game they trade scotty they trade luke they trade steve kerr um we had we went into that 97 98 season with 10 guys plus phil on expiring deals including michael scotty and dennis uh Phil signs his one-year contract in 97-98, he is signed as the highest-paid coach who's just a coach, so not counting Coach GM. I think maybe Riley was making more. But in terms of just a pure coach, highest-paid coach, $3 million raise from the year before. Um, and they And they say in announcing the deal, I just want to be clear this will be his last year. There's nothing that's ever been like that. Like nothing that, that been ever been like that. And for younger fans, that is why. I mean, you probably know this by now, but that's why it was called the last dance. And we knew that as a term. And Phil Jackson, when he went up at Grant Park after the championship, said this was the last dance and it was a wonderful waltz. There has never been anything like the 98 Bulls in terms of a team at the absolute peak of its powers. Running everything, not just in sport but in culture, they basically have an economy built around them. They've got an entertainment engine. You've got Michael did a movie. Dennis did two movies. Dennis had a reality show. Bill Wennington. Bill Wennington had a burger at McDonald. <laughs> Sky three people with
0: signature shoes. If I'm not mistaken, was it? Jordan was it? Had signature it was a Scotty has signature shoes. Big signature
2: shoes Dennis has signature shoes. It was the we, big Wennington, right? Yep. Those things, the the Robin shoes with the zipper, those were terrible. I had them. They were terrible. They existed, but um, they they sure did. There, so there's nothing like this. It's not at all like the Warriors, where you had a sense that, well, maybe Durant is going to decide to leave, and if he does that, well, all right, what will they, what will they be? But they're but there's they still have the stars, they still have the coach. There's no infighting, with the exception of I think they always kind of. They treated Durant a little bit like, oh, you're not really part of the family, like you were adopted or something. And um, I mean, he but, was but, but that aside, I mean, that's it's it's a pretty tight organization, at least at least from what I see. You guys, you guys are in California, you maybe see something else, but it, it's nothing like it's nothing like what was going on with the Bulls with Jerry Krause telling Phil Jackson, I don't care if you go 82 and 0,
0: you're fucking. You're not gone. coming back. It's <laughs> like you're not coming back. I'm sick so, of that Zen Master shit.
2: Yeah, exactly. So the things I'm excited about seeing, a couple things. One, I'm very excited to see the practice footage. Uh-huh. We know be... we know from years of stories that Bulls practices were at a level of intensity. Um, I can't speak to other teams, but Michael brought a, a brought a, a great intensity to practice. I think he, in a way, liked it more than the games even though the games obviously are, are where you make your, your mark, that's where you win know championships, he but he liked the competitive edge and sort of like the non-corporate side of he, the nah, game. No, he liked be, you know, can-
1: like beating his teammates' asses. That's what he liked doing. He liked punishing people. And in practice, yeah. that B squad, they used to get their ass whooped, and he enjoyed every right. moment. In the game, sometimes right. he would lose. I bet, they, I bet he never lost in practice. And when so, he did, that's probably when he punched Steve Kerr in his face.
2: So yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, Cheryl raced out. The great reporter was telling me they even had refs at time, which I I did not know. So I'm excited to see that stuff. I'm excited to see the 1998 game footage on what count. You know what is basically like high def camera footage because I'm pretty sure they have better footage than what we would see on NBC on TNT. Yeah. I watch a ton of old games um it feels it feels it feels new to me still uh but it's you watch and it's like this is old (laughs) and um you know it's obviously all four four by three ratio so i'm excited to see that stuff ground level floor level shots beautiful pixels all that um I'm excited to see how comprehensive it is. I did a a newsletter where I put out a list of like six things I would love to see in the documentary. One of them is going to be there, behind-the-scenes stuff of the Paris trip, in October, in preseason. So they went out for the McDonald's Open. It was a tournament that was held about every other year for about 12 years and an NBA champion or a high-level NBA team would go over and participate. Yeah. And uh, I, I would love to see behind-the-scenes stuff. It sounds like we're going to get some of that. There were little stories that I would love to see. There was a guy named David Vaughn. You, you, uh,
0: where, yeah, do you yeah, yeah. Remember David Vaughn? The,
2: yeah, yeah. David Vaughn was Remind
0: a, me what he was, but I've definitely heard the name before.
2: David Vaughn was a forward who came over when we traded Jason Caffey and Jason Caffey had played a lot in the '97 playoffs. He had had a yep. little run where he was starting in placing of- Um, the big driving question that I have, that I'm hoping is answered, but who the hell knows, is you know Jerry Reinsdorf is a very loyal person, and if you think of the the high number of ex Bulls, you know guys cool. who played while he owned the team, who came on board after retirement in some either coaching. Broadcasting ambassador scout, you know, all the way all the way up to Pax's general manager. You can you can name a ton of guys. He paid Jay Williams after his motorcycle accident. He offered to pay yep. Eddie Curry when he had the heart condition. The heart condition. He gave huge extensions to Heinrich and Gordon and Luol and Joe Kim Noah, and obviously he gave Michael those two huge deals. He he hooked Scotty and Luke Longley and Steve Kerr up uh, with the sign and trades. He, as we said, he kept Gar Foreman around for 22 years. He kept Jerry Krause around for, you know, John Paxton has, has been an employee of the Bulls since October of 1985. So Jerry Reinsdorf, very loyal. But the question to me is why, at that crucial moment, did he choose loyalty to Jerry Krause over loyalty to Michael Jordan? Why not when you recognize the tension there? And the fact that at that point, you don't really need a general manager to do a lot. I mean, you need just a little bit of, like, end-of-the-bench tinkering here and there. Jerry Krause, great GM, Hall of Famer, and worth worth you know mm-hmm. worth, worthy. But you don't need someone to really do a lot of work. I mean, even if after 98, if, they, if they'd let Dennis go, there was talk that maybe they would bring Barkley in as a been- free agent. Like, that's something that's going to be coordinated by Jordan. Really. Yeah. It's like you don't need a GM to swing that. So the, the, the question to me, of course, is I didn't um, know that.
0: You just told me something I never knew that before. I never knew that before.
2: Yeah, he was a free agent. the money could have worked. Um it could've happened. I mean, I don't think they ever got to an interview stage because by the time that was underway the bulls had been destroyed. Demolished. <laughs> right. Um but that's a real question, you know, I mean Phil, it looks like, was always going to leave. He had theories about how long teams would listen to him. He'd been talking in the mid-'90s about possibly taking a hiatus. He was recharged when Michael came back. They kept Scotty. They traded everybody else. He left the Lakers in the middle of that run, took a year off, came back. So we know that that's something – well, I mean, he did. I mean, you know, he left. So we know that's – Yeah, 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 yeah but he left. Okay. So we know that that's something um, that he may have done other, uh, r- regardless. But I just have to think that there would have been an opportunity for Jerry to call Michael into his office after the fifth run and just say, I'm going to tie my, tie my lot to you. What do you want? Like, what, what do you want to do here? Like, how long do you want to keep it rolling? And he, Michael talked about it in his press conference after the fifth title. He said, we are entitled to defend what we have built.
0: Question Do you think the way the lockout happened and the fact that it dragged on so long, do you think it had anything to do with Michael's retirement?
2: Um, maybe only the timing of it because I think he probably waited until the last moment. You couldn't do team work at that time, you know, during a lockout, you can't be at team property or anything. So it, it may have, but I mean, there was pretty much a wrap. I mean, Phil packed his office before the end of the finals and wow. then bounced on a motorcycle. And then they hired Tim Floyd as something called director of basketball operations. And they kept saying, well, we're hoping to get Phil back. And if Phil comes back, then Tim Floyd will be in this management position. But if Phil doesn't come back, then Tim Floyd, that was bullshit. I mean, you don't. If you're really gonna try to reach out to a person, you don't hire their replacement and say like, "Oh, they're gonna be in a different position." Like, why would you want to do that? If yeah. you were, you're right. And and his and his agent, um, his agent called BS on that. So, but they went through this whole summer where it was like, "Well, what's what's really going to happen?" Um, so I don't know what to, to what degree the timing was. You know, Michael had cut his finger. Cutting, opening a cigar. Um, you can see during the the Lakers Rockets game in '99, where you know you got Scotty on Houston, you've got Dennis on the Lakers, Kobe, Shaq, Barkley, Hakeem. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a pretty cool like mishmash of '90s people. Jack Nicholson, Carmen Electra, and you can see this huge bandage on Michael's finger. And Jerry Reinsdorf has said, "Well, Michael wouldn't even have been back, etc." I don't know. Um, you know, we saw we saw Michael play until he was 40 or what would be considered his age 39 season, but you know, he turned 40 in it right after the fifth title. Scotty said, I think Michael probably has five more good years in him and five years takes it to Oh three. The end of his wizards time, you know, Michael with the wizards say what you will. hes the oldest player ever to score 50 points in a game. He's the oldest player ever to score 40 points in a game. He's the oldest player ever to average 20 points in in a in a season. Yeah. 82 games, 20 points at age 39, playing small forward. It could have worked for a little bit longer. So what I do want to see, and what I'm hoping we see, is some kind of like clear explanation as to why he chose to be loyal to Kraus instead of being loyal to Jordan. You can always hire Kraus back. The thing is that Michael was going to leave at some point. Because Michael's goal for post-retirement was to was ownership. And he yeah. wasn't going to get that in Chicago. So he was always going to leave at some point. He leaves, you hire Krause back, if that's what you want to do. I, I'm hoping we get an explanation on that. I am not holding my breath. But I'm excited to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, that's all going to be fun. But it's also part of why I'm writing my book is because I want to see the kind of story that I want to see. I want to see, you know... I saw the interview list. I want to see what it looked like from the perspective of Keith Booth and Rusty LaRue. What is it like? What is Rusty it like LaRue, be, a name. Yeah, what is it like to be an NBA rookie and your and, first yeah. year is this? It's this, yeah. What is it like to be Scott Burrell? Where, you know, Scott Burrell is the only person, uh, maybe someone else has done it since then, but at the time, he was the only person who had been drafted in the first round in two of the four American sport, major sports. He was a NBA first-round pick and a Major League Baseball first-round pick. And his career hadn't really worked out. He comes onto the Bulls. He's going to be the Pippin stopgap while Scottie was injured and out with the surgery. What was that like? What was it like for Dickie Simpkins? What was it like for Joe Klein? You know, I want to... Joe, Joe Klein,
0: Klein started games in 1998 as a center. I was watching the... 98 game to play against Vancouver when Big Country uh, gave him 31. Yeah. Mm. Joe Klein started at center that day. Wow! Brian Hill and played, played like 24 minutes.
1: And I mean, it was Brian Hill, right? It, it Wasn't was Brian Hill? He played games for them too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, 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 What's it Brian? Hill? Brian Williams. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Brian Williams. Williams. Brian Bison oh, Daily. Bison, oh, Bison, Bison Daly. That was the year. That was the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. I mean, but even still, with with all that stuff leading up to it. It was so many random bulls players throughout that whole dynasty um mm-hmm. that like i you know obviously now that i go back and rewatch the games i remember the names from when i was a kid but i don't really remember those guys stories so that so yeah that will be really interesting
0: um right. for me for for, for me um just being from chicago like obviously the bulls were the bulls and you know, like, they were just such this media magnet and everything but right. They were just our hometown team, like we could just, you know, yep. go on our local station and like watch the Bulls. You pick up the paper, like there's Bulls reporters, cause they're just our hometown team. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think the dullest part about the documentary, obviously, the stories would be great, and you know, learning things I didn't know, cause obviously I was six when it all ended. Anyway, so I'm I'm 28 now. Oh, I was six. Gosh. I was I was six when it ended. So it's like I know, but I don't. Right. Like I wasn't there in real time like there but like my stories of being there are like my grandmother yelling in the house when shit happened right and i wanna and i'll run upstairs like yo what happened i'm like oh okay like i guess they won I'm like oh, okay but i'm like six years old so we don't like it means stuff to me but like not that much you know right. what i'm saying so i think for me moving away and you know living in chicago most of my life to moving away to a different environment and seeing people who didn't revere Jordan and the Bulls the same way I did-
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know seeing people who weren't always fans of Michael Jordan or weren't always fans of the Bulls Growing, I didn't know that there were people existed who didn't like Mike <laughs> like no nah, yeah. literally like I didn't know that there were people who existed who didn't like i it just did it never it never computed to me because yeah. I'm in Chicago, like, they're just so revered. Like, you go to Montgomery Ward's the jersey's all there and everything. So I think for me, one of the things that I want to see is, like, the interviews from people speaking about the Bulls who aren't from Chicago. And, like, really getting a grasp on what they really, really meant to the world. Because obviously, like I said, we, we know what they meant to us. Like, I know what they right. meant to the world. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I wasn't there in real time. Like, that was just our hometown team that just happened to be the Bulls.
2: No, that's that's put it, you put it so well. And one of the, the focuses or one of the reasons that I want to write this book is because the 90s bulls, especially in that second three-peat, they were a global phenomenon, but they were also hyper-local. There were all these different ways that you interacted with the team, and the way that you interacted with the team depended on where you lived and kind of you, who your family was and what your social circles were. And it speaks to a lot of what, you know, culture and society is like uh, in Chicago, in the suburbs. I talked to a writer um, last night, uh, Trey Kirby, a basketball writer, um, whose name on Twitter is Taco Trey Kirby, which I didn't know. It was because of Taco Joe Klein. And he was from, he grew up in Plano. And I probably, I, I kept asking him, I was just like, you know, I wanted to talk to you because it's funny when you live near the city, when you live in the city or, or near North suburbs, if you're like on the lake, you kind of don't have a sense of the rest of the state. And I was like, what was it like to be a Bulls fan, but not be in the city and not be in the near North suburbs? Like, what are those interactions? You know, you always hear on the radio where it's like, come out to the Mundelein jewel where Lance Briggs and Jerry Azuma will be signing autographs from yeah. two to four or whatever. And I was like, did that stuff happen in Plano? Um, and he said, no, not really. Like, it was too far. But he talked about, like, this thrill of being able to drive to the game and, like, that that whatever it was, like 40 minutes in the car as, it, like, you built up the excitement that you're, oh, I'm going to the Bulls game. And it, so it was, like, a little bit less local for him. Um, I was just thinking about, like, the degrees of this. There are all these Australian... Bulls fans and bloggers and media, you know, people right now on Twitter, who all came up because Luke Longley was the first Australian NBA player, right? So all so there's this whole generation of basketball fans who are Bulls heads because of who the Bulls were, and because of Luke Longley. There were just all these different ways that the coach got like Cool Coach. You got Cool Coach. I mean, Steve Kerr grew up in in Beirut. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was a little bit more of that global international flavor to that second three-peat, and there was this sense, like you said, Pav, that, like, for us, it was, like, our hometown local team. So King. this idea of it being global and local simultaneously is really interesting to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I, like, I, I, I think that's what I'm most... And also, I'm happy that Jordan came out and said, yo, it's not a documentary about me. Right. It's about the Bulls and everything that happened with the Bulls this season. Right. And I just happened yeah, yeah, yeah. to be Michael Jordan on the Bulls. So, obviously, 25 30% of it is going to cover me by mistake just because I'm just a star. Sure. And any documentary, if you do it about a team, the star is going to take up a sizable mind. But I'm also happy that he came out and said, and said, "Like, yo, this is a documentary about, like I said, the Bulls as a whole. You know yeah. why I don't. Yeah. You know, you
1: know why I don't believe that, because because if the reports are true, and and obviously like I got y'all here, um, but also like I got both of y'all on the screen right now, um, but if the reports are true about the fact that Jordan, uh, you know you know supposedly called them about this documentary, you know after LeBron won the ring um in Cleveland, then like I mean A, allegedly MJ, the meeting
0: was scheduled MJ. anyway Uh, allegedly that day the media was scheduled anyway and it just took place that day and whatever okay all right i I said i i said that actually i did a a marco
2: scola i did his show earlier Mm -hmm. this week and this was before this story came out
0: Mm -hmm. today
2: about this but he said like why do you think this is coming out now the footage has been around for so long and i said well i read that it got started in 2016 we didn't yet have this other story about it. it was the same day as the as the parade, but I said, it got started in 2016. I said, well, what, what happened in 2016? He sort of paused and I said, well, the Warriors won 73 games and LeBron won one of the great championships, Mm -hmm. you know, ever in NBA history. Um, Michael, when Wright Thompson profiled him for ESPN, when he turned 50 in 2013, there's a scene he describes where he's at Michael's house they're watching sports center and Sports Center does a Joe Montana or Tom Brady breakdown.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Michael's watching it and he's going this is unbelievable. They're going to say Brady because they don't remember Montana. And they did like an online survey and it came up 50-50 and Michael was thinking like Joe Montana never lost the Super Bowl. Joe Montana never threw an interception in the Super Bowl. This was 2000. No, that's He never threw an
0: interception in the Super Bowl. That's facts. Wow.
2: Yeah. And this was two thousand thirteen. outrageous. Sorry, give me T B
1: twelve. Hey, look, hey, look. Shout out to Joe Montana. Give me that man T B twelve. Any day of the week, period. This
2: was two thousand thirteen.
1: Okay. Still, um, Brady
2: at this point was three No, I hear you, but he was at this point he was three and two in yeah. Super Bowls. This is before Seattle.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: So Michael's sitting there watching it and he says something like, God, this is just unbelievable. Like this idea that they would vote. For Brady, this idea that they wouldn't remember Montana. And to me, when I read that, I was like, okay, he started to see. And so that was like the seeds. Um, so when I heard that this was coming out, you know, it's 20 years, 22 years, or I guess when they did it in 2016, so that'd be 18 years after mm-hmm. they shot the footage in 1998. Um, yeah it makes sense I mean it makes sense that he would start to say okay I want to make sure that people know the real story and he knows it's like this stuff has got to come out at some point like even though he had control over it who knows you die and his people decide to put it out I mean yeah. you never know yeah, yeah, yeah. All, bets are off. all bets are off when you're off the table so um that did not surprise me and Michael always wanted to sort of bust the ass of like the up-and-comer and one thing that he did when he was retired in 93 and 94 was that he was calling bj armstrong and joe dumars and getting scouting reports on young players what is this kid anthony hardaway about what is this kid latrell Sprewell about what about jason Kidd? he had a quote to missy isaacson in her book transition game which is great which came out in 94 and he said something like i've proven my point with the drexler's and the Barclays. Mm. If I was going to come back, I would want a shot at the Hardaways. He was talking about Penny because he was Penny, looking, yeah, at, Penny, at yeah. the Hardaways and the Webers. I'd yeah. like to teach these guys a lesson
0: because those were the new guys.
2: Exactly. So this just sits into that exact kind of pattern of behavior, yeah. the competitiveness and the desire to 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 beat who's next.
0: I was I was even talking to my dad. My dad's. Sixty three, I think he's he's from Florida, so he moved to Chicago. I want to say maybe in like the late seventies, early eighties. Okay. Talking to my dad, and he was just like, "Well, like I know everything that happened with the Bulls. Like, why they doing this documentary?" I'm like, "Dad, you know, but right. you're sixty three. Like, this right. happened twenty two years ago. Like, I know I'm talking to my cousins, and they're you know from L. A. They don't respect Mike the same way I respect Mike. Right. They think, like, the 90s was trash. They think, like, Mike was dope, but, like, the 90s was just trash. He wasn't really that good. And also, like, even when they think about Michael Jordan, they've probably only seen the last 3 P. Yep. Like, they haven't seen 91 Mike. They have, I didn't even see 91 Mike until I went back and watched 91 Mike because I was born in the middle of Mike Sweeping the Pistons. Mm-hmm. So, I like, that's how long ago it was. Like, it's really been basically 30 years since mm-hmm. this started.
2: Were you literally born in the middle of that series?
0: Yeah, I was born, in, I was born May 22nd, 1991. I was born in the <laughs> middle of Michael Jordan sweeping the Pistons, like in the middle of the series. That's dope. I think it was like game. I think maybe they had, might they might have been up 3-0, or they might have won a game on my birthday or something like that. That's like the finals hadn't started yet, but I was born in the middle of that series. So like even somebody like me, I don't even remember the start of the run. Like right. my first knowledge of the Bulls, I remember when they, when, when they won 70 games because right. they won against Milwaukee. So yep. I just I just like remember for some weird reason, like my grandma saying, They them boys won 70 games. Yep. I remember it being Milwaukee. I remember um when uh, Alonzo wanted won elbow Scottie Pippen and he had oh, the yeah. knot on his head. Cause so I remember mm-hmm. my grandma yelling about that. Um I remember the flu game, because so I remember my grandma saying that boy's sick as a dog. Yep. Um I remember for some reason I realized that I probably watched the first game of the 98 playoffs because for whatever reason, I really rock with Kerry Kittles. Have no idea why I rock with Kerry Kittles, but I didn't know Kerry Kittles was guarding Mike in that game. He probably had a really good game. I was like, oh, shit, Kerry Kittles kind of cool. I rock yeah. with Kerry Kittles. Then, I obviously, I remember the last game, because I remember, I don't even remember the shot. I remember I was playing NBA Live, and Michael Jordan was player 98, or, well, player 89 at that point in time, because right. <laughs> they didn't have the rights. And right. I remember, like, I didn't watch the full game. I was, I'm a kid, so I'm playing NBA Live. Like, I'm beating the Jazz on my game. Like, so I remember, like, I'm beating the Jazz on my game. And I run upstairs, like, Grandma, Grandma, we won on my game. We won on my game. And, and he's, and then my grandma's like, y'all, yeah, I hope we win in real life. And I, like, walk back downstairs. And, like, next thing I know, I'm like, they just scream, like, oh, he hit it, he hit it, he hit it, he hit it. So it's like, So, this wait, is, you missed the shot? I missed the shot, but I thought to like but i missed the actual shot in real time
2: uh also you wow uh you were born between games two and three of the 1991 eastern conference finals you were born the yeah. day after game two
0: exactly so i was born in the middle literally in the middle of them sweeping the pitch and so i'm talking I, to my dad and he's like well, why are you doing this documentary and i'm like well dad you know but even like me there's certain things i'm gonna learn i don't know and then people younger than me they have no idea so I just think that it was just time for it, you yeah. know. I think that you're in 2020. It's been what 22. It's been 22 years since the man. Like you got people wearing Jordans, literally whole kids wearing Jordans who know nothing about Michael Jordan. Oh, nothing about him. Um, oh, gosh, that's amazing. But like uh, they know nothing about Jordan.
2: Right, right. Oh, that's that's too funny. Um, yeah. Well, that's exactly it. I, I thought there was a really revealing quote, um, from the director Jason. I think I'm saying that wrong. H-E-H-I-R. And I think it was in the Washington Post. Obviously, there were there were a ton of preview stories that have come out this week. I think this is one in the Washington Post. And he said something like, The footage is so crisp that like today's fans are going to see that Michael didn't play against plumbers. And he used that word, and I was fucking infuriated because that's a troll Twitter account, which I've and, and, like, a bunch of them pop up, and I've muted them, but that was that—whoever. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't—I assume it it's a guy. The, I assume it's a guy. Uh, it
0: was, yeah, I know. It was, like, the—yeah, like, that, that, like, that the account Cochner. ended up—yeah. Yeah, like, the account ended up getting banned on Twitter for whatever reason, but yeah, yeah I remember I mean, when you he was saying that. Yeah, but he well.
1: just keep making more. He just keep making more and more. You can't get rid of that guy. And, and, and in his Twitter bio was, Michael Jordan
2: played against firemen or whatever— and plumbers. And plumbers became the key word. And now you've got all these dickheads who just want to trash the person who they think is a threat to their person. And they're, oh, and Michael, played against
1: plumbers and blah, blah. But who is plumbers? that person? Sorry, guys, at, I'm back. I'm back. These, I'm sorry. Look at these plumbers. But, uh, but who is their person? LeBron? Probably.
2: But the point is, is that this is a troll account. Okay. I don't take it seriously. I mute it because I'm anti-troll because I don't like the idea of just being negative to just be negative and the idea of just like that you're just going to provoke people and that's your brand.
1: Okay. They say we so, I mean that's what they say we do. Uh, all right, but I don't think you do that.
2: But but here's my Thank point. Thank you for
1: that. I um, appreciate that. I just want I just know I'm, I'm sometimes I feel like I have to be openly unbiased towards ourselves. So that's why when I hear statements like that I will more than you know. I like to point that out to the viewers out there and to whoever's watching it, so that way when our guests come on and they're like, I don't think that you can hear a different opinion than just like assholes you see on on Twitter who just like care because they love LeBron and they want to be a troll. No, no, but no. You can continue. no, no,
2: no. You guys, you you guys take. You guys have some opinions that I disagree with, um, but you tend to you tend to be comprehensive. You okay. tend to have a respect for the full history of the game. If you say something is your all time list, it accounts for all time.
1: Yeah. And
2: you stand on what you say. All right, but okay, here's my Okay. Well, point. I
1: will say this: I do say all time, but anything before Martin Luther King got shot, I don't really count. I'm just making that. I, I'm just making that known. But...
2: All right, but you still uh, will. You know, Will tell Yeah, okay. He didn't really have an MVP, so 68. All right, but anyways, we're getting off track. So here's the point. Um, The director of the movie says, without irony, you'll be able to see that he didn't play against Plumbers. Plumbers, the director. And this is a reaction to a troll Twitter account. So you have to wonder if that, at the very least, it's on the director's mind. This idea of this burden... To show people what he was about.
1: Can I and can I respectfully disagree with that after you finish your point?
2: Please go ahead.
1: I will say when, that I don't. I I don't like that Barry McCocken or whatever the f- whatever the f- the hell the, the name of that account is. Whatever, I hate that account. No, fuck I, him. I, I literally fuck I, him, and
2: I'll swear because it's after midnight here. I mean, so I mean,
1: I mean, I mean, I don't give a fuck to be honest. I I be my mom watches this sometimes, so I be trying to chill out. Because she be saying, saying something she like watching, so I be like, all right, I'm trying to say fuck, but fuck that account. But anyways, um, it's not about that account. It's about the evolution of human beings. And I think when you look back at that era of human beings and kind of that was really like
0: before. I'm disagree like, with you. No, nah, stop, stop
1: it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop. It. That was before like really like you know like human beings were really at their peak kind of athletically. I think, I think at this point we're probably at the peak that we'll ever be able to be athletically, like until we evolve into like another species or whatever. But I think our, like, like who we are in terms of nutrition, what we've been able to do, how we've been able to build people this fast is all the steroids that are in the, you know, the animals we consume and things of that sort. I don't think it'll ever be as drastic as it is now. I think it'll only get better in terms of like the stuff that we eat will be cleaner and i think body mass will suffer because of that but i think in like when you look at like the 80s and the 90s and you look at the body mass of a lot of these guys yeah a lot of these guys are in shape but uh, the average guy in college now is on like a weight program that's way crazier than a lot of these guys were on back you know way back then they've been doing workouts and drills since they were you know, however years old, playing however many AAU games, their bodies are just way, way more advanced than those guys were. So I think it's much beyond that account. It's really about just like looking back at those guys. I'm sure they were supreme athletes because you have to be supremely athletic to be a guy like Will that's seven feet tall with a 40-inch vertical. And what he said say? He can bench press 400 pounds. Like you got to be a physical freak of nature to be able to do stuff like that. But that don't mean everybody around you got, you know, that same ability. I think now a lot of even even the more average guys have the ability to be able to go out and physically shape their bodies and be able to also learn things because they can watch stuff on the Internet. So I think to a lot of these kids, they look at the game back then as like being like this rudimentary thing with like these old guys. It's like watching the old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie like you love arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> you think arnold schwarzenegger is amazing in your mind as a kid when he was blowing shit up and knocking people out of windows it was like the wildest craziest thing you've ever seen but then when you go back and you re-watch an arnold schwarzenegger movie you realize like damn like a lot of this action Look a little bit cheesy because CG got a little bit better. The movies got a little nah, bit better, but so the, the product reason, around yeah, around Arnold got I, a little bit better. The reason, so it just makes wanna, Arnold Arnold, Arnold doesn't look generation. as. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no, but I'm just saying Arnold doesn't just, look as I just as polished as he did before. But that doesn't mean that Arnold wasn't that. the shit when the Arnold was the
0: shit. If that makes sense. I just want to respond to that because I think a lot of this is people don't understand how incredible Michael Jordan was. Like if you drop Michael Jordan. Whatever he was in the 90s to the NBA today, he's still the single most elevated player in the league, probably. And maybe there's only three people who come close, three to five people who come close. Like, I just think a lot of kids just really don't realize how... Spe- Michael Jordan will make a lot of people look like plumbers, because he was just that good. <laughs> right. He was He was actually just that good, the same way LeBron makes people look like plumbers. Like, literally, Marcus Morris, a grown man, on a fast break, grabbed his arms. LeBron James <laughs> still went up, made the layup, and yelled in his face, you look like a child. Yeah, but he don't look like a plumber. He looks like, but compared to LeBron, he, look like he looks plumber, like a child. Though. He don't and look, in look 20 like a child. He don't look like no child. No, 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 I've no, seen no, that no, man in no, person. No, he no, don't look like no, no. goddamn child. Listen. Listen, I've listen, seen that listen, man in person. Listen. He don't look like no damn child. Years, Stop it. And look, in and, and 20 years, when a kid goes back and finds that exact same video and yep. sees what LeBron James did to that man and how he's throwing grown men out the way because LeBron James is just, LeBron James is going to gonna say the same exact thing about LeBron James. You played against plumbers. I disagree with yeah. that because people but don't say that I about th- Shaq. Huh? People don't say that about Shaq.
1: Yes, they do. People they, talk they, about, don't. Yes, I, they I've do. I've never heard anybody yes, say Shaq played against plumbers. Yes, we
0: do. We against say Shaq plumbers? played against no sentence in the finals all the damn time. We we have a whole content about we we have whole Shaq discussions about. For what, 18 we have whole years? discussions We we have we have whole discussions about That's when Shaq hours. hit his. Hold on, hold on. We have whole discussions about when Shaq hit his run. All the sentence were gone. Hakeem right. was gone. Ewan was gone. Robinson was old. It wasn't. He was. He was Tim Duncan Tom was McCullough. around.
1: David Robinson was around. He was still playing? He was 36 years old. He was, he was David, still playing? What you Robinson. mean? Didn't he play in the series in 2003 on, when they, I mean, Come oh, didn't they lose to the Spurs? David Robinson played in that series, didn't he? Yeah, Thank he you. Like he, it, he he like, he was so still around. So you
0: had a... two centers. You had Tim Duncan and Tim Duncan and had was David still Robinson. out there. What Name you me the mean? Other. Name me the others. You had Tim Duncan and you had David Robinson. He played Tom McCullough in the finals. That's Rich not his fault. That's not his fault. I love Ritz Smith. Smith. I That's think Ritz Smith is a good basketball player. Ritzmith Smith is not that. That ain't that ain't no Hakeem. He wasn't doing that shit on Hakeem. Okay. So we said we no. We do say that about Shaq. The best center he faced in the finals probably Ben Wallace. I
1: Here's mean Ben Wallace the is the is arguably the arguably one of the greatest defensive centers of all time. He has four issues so, for that. So, I'm just I saying. agree
0: with you, but Shaq wasn't also Shaq then. But Jack, go ahead. Shaq Here's was the Shaq
1: then. The the way that
2: we and I I don't mean the three of us, but I mean more broadly, we as as sports fans collectively and and typically with, um, the the larger media organizations that drive a lot of conversation. The way that we talk about who was great, who was not. Is a lot of like if you put this guy in a time machine and brought him mm-hmm. over there's a couple of things first of all there's a Difference between better and greater.
0: Yeah, uh, and that is
2: and that is the heart of my coozy Steph Curry Conversation and that, can be, another, that. that can be for another okay, that could be for another Okay, that could be for
0: another day. Uh,
1: you that said be koozie better day. than but curry, was, right?
0: What was that koozie better than curry, right? That's what you said. Cousy is greater than Curry. Curry is obviously quote unquote the better basketball player. Man, yeah, I think.
1: man that. Bob, let me see. What year did Dr. Martin Luther King let me see? Uh, Bob Cousy. <laughs> no, Coozie is off your radar. He was he's pre uh Bob pre- Coozie. I mean, Yeah. yeah. He's He's bus boycott. I mean, he era. played, yeah, come on man. He um, played since nah, I'm, not, I'm, not <laughs> okay. I'm not rocking with that. I'm not rocking with that, G. I don't oh, okay. I don't, but no, I I don't enough even want to know. You, I don't okay. even know, I don't want to know what they were saying here's, back then when that when that man was playing basketball. I'm not rocking with that here's, Steph. Here's, I'm rocking fine. with Steph here's, for the coach. Here's the,
2: other, here's the other thing that we do that pisses me off. Or not that pisses me off, but I just think is a bad way to look at it. We're always trying to diminish the competition as a way to diminish the person. And there's almost no situation where you're going to beat a team that isn't in some way flawed, because that's how you beat them.
0: True. So, yeah, but every team is inherently Jets, flawed,
1: though. Well, all right. It's like playing so chess; like think- every every player got a, a flaw, a tick, or whatever.
2: No, 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 no. I I did a I did a a, a parody um, post. Where I did it, I put an asterisk on every NBA champion.
0: Mm-hmm. You can put no, it, no, 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 Jack. You can literally put an asterisk on every single champion. And I started to realize it when I started to go back and watch like actual full broadcasts. For, yeah. like, for instance, like fans, like even like the '91, the '91 Bulls team, right? Isaiah had wrist surgery. If you wanted to say like, who knows what would have happened if Isaiah's wrist was healthy, you could say that.
2: But you but, could, you could then say, what if, what if Magic didn't miss? almost the entire 89 finals. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You can yeah, what say, exactly what, if, what if i what if isaiah didn't blow out his ankle exactly in six and
0: 88
2: yeah. exactly but continue you, you, continue you can say well but those those are the points so you know you can look at 2015 you can look at all those Cavs warriors finals and make excuses you had Kyrie and kevin love were out you had in 2016 you had steph who was battling back from injury he had missed games that postseason um you know, people talk about Draymond suspension. I, it's whatever to me, They're but um, you know, people people bring bring that up, and then there's the idea. Well, all right, then the Cavs they always beat Golden State if they were healthy and Golden State didn't have Kevin Durant. So you isolate down to one year, um and now you've got people who say, well, the Raptors only won because Durant was out, and then because you know, because Clay got hurt, and you know, we say, well, Shaq, he wasn't doing that to prime Hakeem and you say like, well, you know, MJ never got past the Pistons until Scotty was, you can do this for everyone. And the fact is, is that there's a reason that some teams win and some teams don't. And part of the reason is that it takes a a great deal of circumstance Mm -hmm. to be at a place where you feel like you are at your peak, where all your players are healthy and believe in the system and are getting along and are mature enough but not too old. You know, people try to be like the Bulls did beat the Pistons till the Pistons were over the hill. The Pistons were younger in 1991 than the Bulls were in
0: 1998. Is it true? So,
2: I think that we have to just stop trying to always cut down people by trying to cut down their competition. And that's where I get into this idea of greatness versus like okay, was Dwight Howard is he better than Bill Russell? I don't know. I guess you could make the argument that he is. No. Um, he's, he's physically okay, no. bigger. No, I know. I agree with you. But, he, you know, he's physically bigger. You could look at that and go, like, well, Bill, you know, Dwight <laughs> Howard would eat. Th-. Look, it doesn't yes. do us anything valuable yes. as people who want to understand sports to make those comparisons. It doesn't give us any, like, valuable information to sit here and say, for example, or here's a better example to say that Clay Thompson is better than Elgin Baylor. Okay, that doesn't tell me anything. Doesn't tell me anything worthwhile about yes. Elgin Baylor's place at the time when he was playing. Yes, that doesn't I, give me any useful information.
0: True, I 100% so agree with you. I'm all the way on board.
2: Yeah, so so that so that's where I, that's where I get, and that's where something like this documentary is valuable because yeah, people should see what Jordan and the Bulls were about. I mean, they should see it in a way that makes them understand their drive, their talent, and shit. I mean, you can draw a direct line from the 70s Knicks to the 90s Bulls, and you can draw a direct line from the 90s Bulls to the, to the 2010 uh, Warriors. I mean, there's there's a direct line from Phil having been with the Knicks Jerry Reinsdorf grew up in New York. He wanted a team that played like the Knicks. That was part of why he wanted Jerry Krause. And then Jerry Krause hired Tex Winter, and Tex Winter brought the triangle, which is how the Knicks, they they didn't work out of the triangle, but they had that five-point offense, the idea that everyone's an equal threat on the floor. And then you've got Steve Kerr, who played for the second three Pete Bulls and goes and coaches the Warriors and is going to bring the same mentality of being able to switch one through five or one through four and being able to be mutable, being able to have a lot of guys on the floor, interchangeable, multiple guys who can run the, you know, who can run the offense, multiple guys who can guard multiple positions. I mean, you can draw a line. So for me as a fan, as a historian, as a researcher, I want to know kind of where everything came from. And yeah, we're going to listen. We're going to run into a fucking buzzsaw of nonsense and shit talk as this as these 5 weeks Go off, you better believe it, and people are going to use this as an opportunity to just sell the talking points that they already sell. You're going to have Jordan fans who are just going to be like, "See, fucking, he was," in there. and you're going to have that. You're going to have all like the LeBron people who are going to say, "Look, Michael's fucking old, oh, oh yeah, what would LeBron do to Jeff Hornacek and Byron? Like, dude, shut the fuck up. He would do the same and thing he did something. against
1: Jose Juan Berea aka J.J. Berea which is not a damn thing." Jeff Hornacek would have probably hit Braun with an elbow. He would have been uh, like, oh, "Oh, caught a cramp or but something also, like that. Come on, but, but man.
0: But also, but also, I also think with with you know everything that we're talking about, I think that we, because of what we do, when I mean, obviously, we we, I mean, TBJ goes back and watch old games. I go back and watch the old games. You write about basketball as well as go back and like watch old games. I feel like we care yeah. about the history of the game more than average people don't care about history in general with anything sure. they don't care about where things come from they only care about where it is now and yep. where it could possibly go and basically ignore everything that came before with everything in I mean, life i i think lie. that
1: kinda, i kind of teeter more on that edge which is why we have this show because i'm more about evolution i'm more about what have you done for me lately what are you doing right now what are yes, you doing yes but you'll still go context? back
0: and watch yeah but you'll still go back and like at least watch it a lot of people won't go back and keep watch a full game, or will we'll have a
1: comment on it. You want to know the reason why I go back and watch old games because well, I don't know the score. So sometimes I'll just go back and just look up like Michael Jordan full game or like Tracy McGrady full game or Kobe Bryant full game and it'll turn on and it'll bring up some random game from like March 25th, 1997, Bulls versus uh 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 Suns, you know, in in Phoenix and I'll be like I'll watch this cuz I don't know who wins. Mm -hmm. Like, that's always why I go back and watch old games. I never really watch them to go back and be like, I want to see Mike. I want to see Mike drop 60 on the Celtics. Like,
0: I don't... I mean, but that's still, like, watching history, though. Like, you going back and you picking up things that you... That somebody might not do. Like, obviously, if you watching that game, you're not just looking at Michael Jordan. You're looking at fucking... Fucking Jason Kidd might be on that team. Or Penny Hardaway after he got traded. How did this... How how did he play that day? So, it's like... A lot of people don't care about history, and we just happen to be some of the people who legit care about history, I, I mean which is look, why I put it this way.
1: I am gonna just say this this, and excuse me for being a contrarian, but I just disagree with that because from a programming perspective, from a how I program my life, like in terms of my viewing experiences, when I am when it's late at night and I don't want to like pay attention to a game, because a lot of times when I'm watching NBA games, I'm doing other stuff, but I'm still watching the game. And then like I'll actually sit down for a minute and watch the key moments in certain games. But usually I'm like watching and doing something else. When I turn on old games, I'm turning them on because I'm not going to turn on a game that was from last week or five years ago. I remember that game. I was I was probably watching games that night. I turn on old games because I don't necessarily remember the. I, you know, like I, I wasn't an active participant in it. So it's almost like it's a live game to me, if that makes sense. Like if the NBA <laughs> literally just programmed a channel with all old games that and they made it with the same lineups that they were back then. But they had them like programmed with like you can go back in every game of the year. You could watch like what the schedule was in the 70s and what it was in the whatever. I would do that because I don't know who wins those games ever. You know what I mean? On a night in night out basis. I don't just well, you're gonna watch them because
2: we're not gonna have sports until like 2021. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're about to see that.
1: Yeah, but I don't. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, I don't just sit and I don't just watch old games because I want to see players' moves or because I want to know who some who the who the knife man on the on the on the Vancouver Grizzlies. I, like I don't care. I just want to fake see a real game that's happening right now. So I turn on the old game to do that. So whether you tell me, yeah, like, but it's like,
2: but, but so it's like, like what what Patty said you you do you're doing that anyways so it doesn't it doesn't make a difference if i sit down to watch old games because i want to like i want to learn what was dr j like in the aba and so i'll i'll like turn on you know i'll look at his game log and i'll be like okay this is a monster game i'm going to watch this this is an aba finals clincher game i'm going to watch this it doesn't make a difference if I'm doing it for that reason and you're doing it for the reason of the pure entertainment because literally what you're doing is you're experiencing history in the same way that you experience present tense except you're just doing it after the fact. The reason that we're able to talk or I'm able to talk mm-hmm. you know, about the 90s bulls is partially because I sat there and watched it as it happened. The reason your show is so good that the two of you do such a great job is because you Thank sit you. there and you watch The games, so it doesn't make a difference if you're trying to do it for historical purposes. If you're trying to do it for entertainment purposes, you're still soaking up the information. I went and tried to watch some ABA doc games, and I came away wowed by this, like, sort of rotund, maybe six-six small forward named Super John Williamson, who was like smoking everybody. He had this sick mid-range game. He's kind of like if like Khalid El Amin was like a was like a little bit Man. taller and was a two guard, but was like better. I was just like, who is this guy? And then I went into like the sports fan uh, group that I'm on on Facebook, and I was like, hey, who are the older heads? Who can tell me about Super John Williamson? Why is he killing guys? I tried to watch this ABA doc game. Like, it doesn't matter the reason that you do it. It just matters that you do it, and you start absorbing the history and getting an appreciation for something that you wouldn't otherwise know. It gives you context to understand what it is that you're looking at today. And then when you see Giannis doing what he's doing then you can you have some frame of reference for why that's impressive
1: yeah but i feel like that's also part of the reason why like i make the arguments that i make when we talk about those better arguments like i look and and even with the greater arguments like 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 yeah okay i mean from that perspective yeah like i am going back and i'm watching the games um and i'm seeing them from that perspective but Like when you think about like seeing a Giannis or versus like some of these older guys, I've watched some of these games with a lot of these older guys. I've watched a lot of these 80s games, these 90s games, and I usually when I'm looking at the game, I'm thinking about how all the players of today would exploit everything that is wrong with those players attributes back then versus now even when nah, i look back at old 2 at i'm 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 i yeah, i mean it might be the so wrong, wrong way good. but that's just how i, I look, look at, at it though opposite, when i look at the game see, like honestly, i'm I when i am watching opposite, 80s games though, i'm like yo I, steph curry would be annihilating them right now like he see, would be honestly, annihilating them it. right now see
0: honestly i look what's, at it opposite what's steph though curry's biggest shot
1: any shot you that you want to any shot that you
2: want to take beyond 8 feet the Oklahoma City shot. Yeah, exactly. So oh, we're you talking mean, about a regular you mean, season you mean shot biggest for shot? a guy who's the only unanimous MVP in NBA history. He's got two MVPs. He's been in yeah, five finals. Yeah, but is basketball about moments,
1: though? Do you determine who's better the off the moments?
2: Greatest, arguably the greatest shooter of all time, and his biggest shot is a fucking regular season game.
1: <laughs> yeah, but do you determine who's better off of, mo- off of moments, or do you determine who's better off of what they're accomplishing and what they're doing?
2: I'm talking about what they're accomplishing. He is, I think, 0 for 10 lifetime in game-winning or tying playoff shots with whatever it is, like, under yeah, 24 but, seconds. But what
1: about the 48 minutes before that, though? That's that's the other part about it that I don't like yeah, because, like, I also – that's the other part that, like, watching those old games give me an appreciation for guys like Michael Jordan and Sidney and and those guys is that you got – I got an opportunity to be able to see them play. Like, when I watch a lot of old games, especially old Jordan games, when he goes off the floor, I – fast forward in the game like i don't need to see what the bench is doing like sometimes i mean you know what i mean and then i forward it like i i i really don't care like usually a lot of the 90s basketball when the star player leaves the court they score like 8 points and then that's it for like 12 minutes i can't watch that i'm sorry it's terrible basketball a lot of problems. it's terrible basketball Imagine it is terrible basketball to watch 80s and 90s basketball is terrible. Well, actually, you know what? Late 80s and mid-80s basketball is good to there's watch. No, but see, 90s but basketball is terrible that's, to watch. I watch a lot of 90s basketball. It is terrible how, to watch. It's just a sluggish game. another problem game. With how we talk,
2: okay? Because there's no such thing as 80s and 90s basketball.
1: Okay, let's get it.
2: Because that's just let's what talk. people say now when timelines are compressed.
1: Um, But but I'm watching it though, I'm seeing it. It's a different style of basketball. It's a completely different style of basketball. But
2: at the time, 90s basketball was held up as everything wrong with the sport, it's not the 80s. In the 1990s, when it was actually happening, all you heard about was like, where's the free-flowing movement from the 80s? What is all this isolation game? What is this this two-man game? What is this like rough and tumble game? Look at what Pat Riley has done to the game look at what chuck daly has done to the game you know what is all this they're moving the three-point line up and down and yeah
1: because they want to generate offense because in the 80s you were getting offense in the 90s it came to a halt because it was just so but many athletically big the, guys out that's there that's the point you can you, do anything but that's about the it.
2: point so you just characterized the very very different ways in which the 80s game was versus the 90s game but now people are so quick to say Oh, the 80s, 90s game.
1: Yeah, there but I don't no think the 80s, 90s had 90s better game. shooters than the 80s. I think the 80s had better shooters of the basketball than the guys in the 90s. I, I but really do. But that's exactly
2: what I'm... But, okay, but that's, that's what I'm saying. You have to go back and watch things to understand the difference between those eras. Otherwise, you compress it and you just say like, "I do, I know." But this
1: is what I'm saying. I'm watching those games, but usually when I'm watching those games, that whether I'm looking at it from a pure, because I'm an entertainer and I'm I like entertainment. I look at sports more for the entertainment value. Go get more drink because I got more drink right here. And unless y'all want to hop off, I'm cool talking basketball and arguing about this shit.
2: But I'm I'm down I'm down to one sip and twenty seven percent on the computer, so I am close to tapped.
1: Okay, well cool. But all I'm saying is is that is that I look at sports more for entertainment value. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a sports head, I like sports, but I also look yeah. at it for the entertainment value. When I look at a lot of the 90s basketball, I'm looking at the basketball, but I'm also sure. looking at the entertainment value of it. And the reason why people complain about the 90s versus the 80s is because the entertainment value and because the skills of the players in the 90s were just, a, it was just a different set see, of skills than the, the guys had in the sloth. 80s. Wait, it see, it wait, was wait, a slog, but see, the skills see, of those wait, players wait, 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 was can can a I, lot can can different. Can I, can, can get, I, can, can get, I, That's can all I, am saying. Is that the skills is just interject. so
0: different Go ahead. I actually like 90s basketball way more than 80s basketball I like no, isolation basketball I hate so, that. I, so, so I actually wait, wait, let me just, I actually like 90s basketball 80s basketball I think the spacing which I actually like seventies basketball more than eighties basketball. For some weird reason, I think the seventies had better space than the eighties. Even like the the like those Lakers Celtics finals are not good basketball to watch to me. Everybody's jumbled up together. They would like run post ups from like the free throw line. I don't understand it. Like it wasn't good basketball to watch to me. I like nineties basketball. Actually, seventies basketball more than eighties basketball. I don't really like eighties basketball. It's not I like seventies basketball. Especially when it comes to like Lakers said what people held up as like the holy grail of basketball I don't like watching it. I like the bad boy Pistons I think the bad boy Pistons played a solid basketball. I actually like watching they spaced the court. They had shooters I enjoyed it, but for me when I watch like a lot of old basketball I think about man if he played now he would have so much more room like I actually think about it backwards you yeah, like, I I can see, I what like a player did, and I I'd be like, this yep. is like, like I might be like, man, like yo, if he was doing, like I'll watch a game for early 2000s, like T Mac, like okay, like man, like man, he was doing this with no room on the court, right. or like Bird, like man, he couldn't even, he would shoot that three now, and they would have no issue with him shooting that, or like it would be so much more room on the court, or like Isaiah Thomas, like yo, he wasn't even allowed to dribble like that, like he would just be isolating with people and like taking people out of the dribble, and nobody could help. Yeah, but I disagree yeah. that so because I think the, the things, defenses would be look-
1: different. Like, that's what I'd be looking yeah, at. I like, look
0: at. Yeah, but I actually look at things backwards, actually. Because, like, again, I don't think that the players in the past couldn't play. I just think that they played the way the game was played at that point in time. I don't think that that meant that they couldn't play basketball. I and mean, same man. thing, when I, like, go back then, like, if you were first players back in time, they not doing the same thing. Steph Curry ain't pulling up from 40 feet in... 1982, they're gonna send him on the bench. Yeah, but he he's can shoot from that.
1: anywhere on the floor, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, but listen, he, like, but, but he can but listen, shoot listen. from anywhere on the he, floor. I'm,
0: listen, listen, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be good. I'm just saying the Steph Curry you get right now, you wouldn't get in 1982. Great yep. players are gonna be great players regardless because they're fucking great. You can put a great player on Mars and he gonna figure it out because he's great, but the greatness not gonna look the same.
2: It's not gonna look the same. No, that's really, that's really well put. And I think that, um, I think that's a really important idea—the idea of looking both backwards and forwards, and doing these translations, and just imagining what someone would be like in this era or that era. But you know, to me, that's there's a difference between being a great athlete and being a great basketball player. There's a difference between being a great athlete and being a great baseball player, a great football player. All these sports have have intricacies, and just because you're on a better nutritional plan and a better weight training plan and your sleep schedule is better and, and you're getting you massages.
1: And you got, no, no, it's not even that. I mean, doesn't think about mean, the level of skill. Think about the level of skill and the training that these guys have. I look at a lot of 80s and 90s basketball, and a lot of guys can't dribble with their offhand. Most of these guys nowadays can go usually in both directions with either hand.
0: Yeah, yeah but a lot of these guys have terrible basketball IQ. So, like, you, you can do all these moves, but, like, your middle game ain't there.
1: Yeah, but when I'm watching the 90s bull or early 90s Bulls games, when they playing the Miami Heat or when they playing the Knicks, um, i mean in them games and Pat Riley is running full court presses the entire game because Craig Hodges can't dribble the ball past the goddamn logo. Like, that's what I'm talking about. So, I, I'm not looking at the game today and thinking, yo, he gonna get like, like literally when Rondo pickpocketed Lonzo, everybody was like, yo, Lonzo, what's going on? Back then, they running full court presses. This man, Craig Hodges, can't dribble at all. Couldn't move with the other hand at all. He getting the ball, taking two dribbles, throwing it to Mike, throwing it to Scotty. He's like throwing it up court. Like, that's what I'm saying. You when still I look got like, a lot
0: of people who handle like, ain't the craziest, but I feel you. I mean, they just don't I get mean, pressed full court. Yeah, but I think, ain't the but I think right we now.
1: also, I, it's not just skill. And it's not just athleticism; it's both of them. And I think that yeah, these guys are on good nutritional plans, but also these guys are extremely skilled. A lot of these guys can do things that a lot well, of these guys think can that do. The people in the I think the reason why a lot of those skilled, guys in the past, I just past think that were, like a lot of the
0: rules prohibited. The, for instance, for instance, like friends, like the first game that Isaiah Thomas, when he was on Nuggets podcast, right, he said he came and played the uh, Bulls. He was like, man, back in my day, if you did all that between the legs dribble, they was gonna knock you out when you got to the rim. Right. That don't mean Isaiah Thomas couldn't do the moves, I mean I don't want to get tackled when I get to the rim because we're not doing that. That don't mean he wasn't skilled. It just mean that's not what life means to Larry Bird. That don't mean he couldn't shoot because he was shooting two threes a game. Nah, that's just not what they did. Who
1: said that he couldn't right. shoot?
0: I'm just saying, like, people were like, if you talk about greatest shooters, I think some people were like, oh, well, this guy shoots so much better than this guy because he takes more threes. Or people think people shoot better today than they did in the past, but I don't think they do. I think they just shoot more threes. I don't think they shoot better. I can say they shoot more. I don't think more equates to better.
1: I think Steph Curry shoots better. Regardless. Okay. okay. I think Klay cool. Thompson shoots better. I think James Harden shoots better. I don't Usually. I don't think Harden's a great shooter. I, think Harden's a good shooter. I disagree I don't with think that. Harden's
0: a great shooter. I, I think Harden's that. a good shooter. I think he takes 20 fucking threes a game. I disagree. So he with that. shoots 37%. I think Larry Bird is just a good shooter, James Harden. I think Larry Bird is one of the best shooters in NBA history. I do. Too. I think Reggie Miller is one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. He was shooting 42% in the 90s. When you could grab people and hold people off yeah, ball yeah. with six threes a game. Mike, yeah, great. You know, Mike you know, shot my, better than him like
1: in the mid-range, though, for status. the 90s, though. I just want to say that. For you you the know, 90s know in the mid-range.
2: Bird status, and it, is,
1: and it speaks to this idea of yeah. skill versus
2: just strictly training or athleticism. Larry Bird, six nine small forward, playing in the days of true centers, true power forwards. Played 13 years, and he averaged 10 boards a game for 13 years.
0: Crazy, but I also think Bird was more powerful than when he was a small forward, but that's... Well, I mean, that's all right, but I'm, I'm just saying... But yes, you know, yes, but yes, I agree with you.
2: So, to me, when you when you look at, say, like, a Bird versus Durant argument, and you completely discount what Bird, yeah. Bird could bring to the table, um, you know, I think it just does the game a disservice. I agree with you.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's discounted what Bird brings to the table, but I mean... I, I, I think, but but also, I'm not one of those people that just automatically think that Kevin Durant is better than Larry Bird. I actually think that Larry Bird is better than Kevin Durant. I think Larry Bird is a I, much, much better rebounder, a, a, a much, much better passer. Um I Kevin agree. Durant is a much, much better defender than Larry Bird, but if we're looking at who won, who was MVP, who came up bigger when you needed him usually, uh, who had a good run when he was young and, and in the middle of his career is Larry Bird. I think Kevin Durant... Yeah. The only way Kevin Durant could have caught Larry Bird was if he would have stayed with Steph Curry, but he left Steph Curry to go hang out with his friends and I'm not upset with him, but yeah.
2: <laughs> Fellas, this has been a yep. good time. For and sure. I'm going to take, for I'm sure. Gonna take my last drink here on hoops and brews. For sure. Le- thank you. Right.
1: Go ahead, man. We appreciate it. We will get up with you next time, man. Thanks a ton for, you know, coming through, talking bulls with us, arguing basketball with us. We appreciate it. Um, and thank you, man. Keep providing us with the history. Um, keep reporting on the game. Um, please make sure you drop your website again and your Twitter handle, so that way everybody can follow you. And then uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get out of here.
2: Definitely. Well, everybody should uh, check me out on Twitter at readjack, and I am working on the book Six Rings. And you could be up on my research, my interviews. Uh, sign up at readjack.substack.com for the newsletter. I drop uh, I drop one newsletter a week for uh, the paid subscribers and one for the free ones and and the free ones are better than what a lot of people bring with the paid. so uh, get at it rejack.substack.com Really appreciate you guys having me on. No, really appreciate you. what you guys what you guys bring to the landscape. Thank it's you, really man. important and I really I really appreciate
1: it. hey man thank keep you, doing man. what you do it, because man. we need people like you to keep doing it you know you know hopefully one day, you know we'll have other kids that will see stuff like this and think man i want to become a historian of the game and follow the game and really get to know the insides and outside of the game thank you for doing it we appreciate you dude. you have a good night be safe stay all healthy right. you too guys all righty bye all righty folks so that has been hoops and brews episode number one what is this episode number 188 no <laughs> hoops and brews episode number 188 yeah man how you feeling me yeah any final words i mean i mean i guess this is our uh, episode that's going i mean that's going up for the weekend feel great uh, I, anything mean, I mean i'm excited to about tomorrow to see or? the
0: documentary um i'm in the yo i'm in the yo 2k right yeah i'm in the playoffs on 2k my fucking starting point guard has spinal injury out for the year in a contract year
1: you got a what oh
0: spinal injury he's done for the season
1: that's unfortunate
0: yeah, so I might play a game of 2K, see what I can do, maybe make some music tonight, but I'm tired as hell. I'm probably gonna end up going to sleep at some point. But I feel great, man. I'm excited to see the Bulls documentary tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, man, shout-out to all the fans who've been I mean, watching stuff and supporting us even though there's no basketball on. It. We kind of just – everybody's freelancing with topics right now, so shout-out all of y'all. We thoroughly appreciate it. And, um, you know, hopefully there's more sports to talk about sooner than later in a safe matter.
1: Yep, yeah, and also to the person that said, um, you know, Craig Hodges shot 49% for the year, I didn't ask you his shooting percentages. What I said was I was watching games where they were running a full-court press and he couldn't dribble the ball up the goddamn court. Yeah, but that's Craig Hodges should have been playing point guard, though.
0: Like, Craig Hodges wasn't a point guard. That's like, not what I want to watch, When they ran though. Mike
1: at point guard, that's when they had the most success that that's season. Not what, but, that's, but it's not an attractive product to watch, and which is my point. And, and nah, just
0: put Mike at point guard and stick Craig Hodges in the corner and When they double him pass the ball to Craig Hodges Because you can't leave him
1: I know. Like, no, like, no, no, like what Doug no, Collins actually did in that I season. Didn't, When did you hear me say That don't make good basketball sense What? I said it wasn't Attractive to watch I didn't say I it don't make you good said. basketball sense I, I It know makes what basketball you said, sense but I did, it's not Attractive to
0: watch I know what you said it's but not what attractive I'm to watch. Is, That's Doug Collins' fault Why the fuck Craig Hodges dribbling the goddamn ball here Mike. No, that's what I'm
1: talking about a lot. It's not, it's not just about young guys disrespecting these old guys. It's about, it's just a different level of skill in the game now. And although they can say, Oh, it's soft now and all this whoop it's like a, a lot of these guys, the level of skill that these guys have, I don't think a lot of those sk- older those the guys like, will be able to, you know, to hold up right now. I think, I think the greatest of the great players like the Elgin Baylor's, the Bill Russell's, the Bob Cousy's or the whatever, they would still be really good all-star level players today. But I'm not looking at them in the regular random ninth guy, eighth guy, sixth guy, seventh guy,
0: fifth yeah, guy on the think roster. I could they... go back in any era and still play basketball either. Like yeah, I don't no, think I the regular 10th power four on a roster who don't have a post-up move no more because they don't use it can go play in the 90s.
1: Mm, it depends. What are you asking them to do? Because that guy might also be a great mid range shooter, but they can't use it in today's game because they want them to stretch out to the three.
0: Yeah, but, but if they you ha- don't have a post up, they have ha- that skill though. You- yeah, but if you don't have a post up game, like like they were banging more back then, or like let's say you somebody who's good with the ball, but they never really want you to have the ball like that because you're I'm, a bigger I'm, guy. I'm,
1: like I'm ass strong and I'm faster.
0: I don't necessarily know if all these guys are faster or stronger i mean even like clay thompson's dad made an argument that like the biceps on some of these guys are not the same as it was back then clay thompson's dad said, dad dad said that yeah because yeah because they're more skilled now you said stronger though huh yeah, you said big, yeah, bigger,
1: stronger, faster. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, not every single guy, but but this is what I'm saying. Even if that I mean, every, you know, no, but this is what I'm saying. Even if the random guy is not as big, bigger, stronger, faster, the level of skill is going to be completely way a, on another stratosphere because these guys are just supremely way just more skilled. The they have played a lot more basketball. Never. They have a lot more basketball played underneath them than a lot of those guys did back then. I a lot more saying. dribbling drills, dribbling execution, of- scoring and things of those sorts and and i i'm sorry there ain't no disrespect i think the level of
0: skill for the time is but i think that everything that you do don't translate to every time i don't think in a sport everything that you do translates to every single time of the sport because rules are different things are different but yes these guys are incredibly skilled athletes i mean like they come out with footwork at 16 because they got trainers but then there's a pros and cons to everything. Like you working in the gym with trainers, you're not going outside just playing basketball and getting your basketball instincts right. So it's pros and cons to everything. Like, yeah, you in, the, you in the thing doing drills all day, but you ain't really just like going to the playground and just playing basketball. It's like getting the feel for the game the same way other people are. But you look great in the workout, though. Like a workout, you look like motherfucking Jordan. You go on the court when you actually got to make a real decision in real time, and you're like, oh, okay.
1: That's funny. Yeah, I feel you. But anyways, man, um, excited to talk about Jordan's documentary, The Last Dance, um, after we, I mean, I'm sorry, not Jordan's, the Bulls documentary. Um, um, after, you know, kind of we get through the first two episodes and see exactly what it's going to be. I'm sure we'll get back to you sometime early, um, you know, within a week with the new Hoops and Brews. Shout out to Jack for coming through. Appreciate him. Appreciate all of the guys that want to be sports historians. Go be, learn the game, be like Jack and say no. This is not the way you got to look at it because history dictates things differently. Um, I'm still. I don't care. I don't care how big we get. We could be on ABC. God damn it! These hot takes ain't gonna never stop flying. They never gonna stop flying. They never gonna stop flying. Doctor J. Can look me in my face and be like, "I'm better than LeBron James." I'm like Dr. J.
0: I didn't know Dr. J shot the ball until I actually watched Dr. Dr. J. J. I'm talking yeah. to my dad. I'm like, "Y'all I ain't even know Dr. J. I had never seen Dr. J shoot a jump shot ever. Yeah. I started watching Dr. J. I'm like, "Oh damn, this motherfucker actually really did shoot the damn basketball." I'd never seen this shit before. Yeah. He takes. Shot. Right I just man. shot.
1: Worthy. Worthy too. Worthy took jumpers. is just like.
0: Worthy took very few jumpers.
1: No, he took jumpers. He just usually missed them. That was just so, like, so, like, when you look back, you're like, man, he never get, yeah, because they went in the highlights, yeah, because he was clanking them up.
0: Worthy also really took very few jumpers, though. Very few jumpers.
1: Not that few. In them playoffs games, yeah, but if you ever go back and watch some of them old regular season Lakers games, when it's just, like, when they just playing a random team B, whatever, and, and they yeah. and they magic out there, dipsy-doodling, and I'm Worthy. Gonna,
0: see, I'm going to, like, keep it G with you. I don't enjoy watching Showtime Lakers. I really don't. Like, the Lakers... After Kareem retired and once they got like yeah. a little bit more like modern, like 89, 90, 91 Lakers, I fuck with. Showtime Lakers, I don't like it, bro. They had like nine bigs on it. Literally, it was one play. They set up a post play. Bob McAdoo set up the play for Kareem. What are you doing, G, from the free throw line? Well, I don't want to watch this. But that's
1: what I'm talking about.
0: But you like 80s. I don't like 80s
1: yeah but i'm but i didn't say that i like the 80s lakers i'm gonna say i like 80s basketball i like 80s basketball i'm not watching a lot of 80s lakers no offense and and it's nothing personal i like i actually like watching the lakers play other teams um but but also like i said they just it just felt like the game flowed a lot faster in the 80s um but yeah i mean that's just how i feel about it but um yeah man uh yeah, I guess that's it, man. It's hoops and brews, man. Uh hopefully Michael Jordan I actually I really would love to see the opening shot of the movie, The Last Dance. What if I told you a team, the best team in NBA history, was told that they could never repeat again. Opening
0: yeah, shot. Opening shot. O- opening
1: shot. Open shot. This Mike right now with his tequila. He got tequila, right? <laughs> Mike got a tequila. He like he's sitting there, he like like, you know, looking back, it was crazy. I'm not going to say I was perfect. But I'm not going to say I was imperfect either. And then boom, it's going to be the last dance. I'm (laughs) I'm not going to say I was perfect. But I'm not going to say I was imperfect either. I, I guarantee you Mike going to be telling the most, I was wrong, but I was not wrong. And we're going to be like, Mike, you punched that man in the face, gee. How was you right? he wasn't wrong he I was, had do I was, what he look, had to look, do they look, won look, right and look at Michael like I was trying to motivate him because I knew once we got to that game six and he I was gonna need him and I was gonna look at him and say Steve you'll make this shot I'm gonna punch you in the face and I needed him to actually believe that I was crazy enough that I will punch him in the face and and is gonna be like to be honest I won't lie I've never said this before Michael looked at me when he punched me in the face before, and he said, I'm sorry, but you're going to remember that one day in the in the game six in the playoffs. Game six in the playoffs came. He passed me the ball. He said, you
0: make that shit, Steve. I'm going to punch you in the face.
1: So I made it. And then we are going
0: to be like, God damn, man, this man Jordan is crazy. As long as they won and he not wrong.
1: <laughs> and Phil's going to be like, I told all of the guys that I thought that they needed to take some more melatonin. I thought that guys needed to get a little bit more sleep. And then Rob going to be like, I love Michael Michael's my favorite but Michael never want to talk to me like we talked on the court but I come to Michael after the game Michael don't know Michael, Michael never want to talk to me Michael never want to talk to me but it's okay it's okay <laughs> it's okay and Bill Wenderson gonna be like I had a burger they sold it at McDonald's will Purdue gonna be like I'm I respect the check thank you will Purdue not on there he not go- oh yeah he not gonna be on that he went on there he no was, no no he, was- he, he not. Was saying-
0: Hmm? He was on. He was on the first team.
1: No, no, no. First but, no, but it's not just about that whole last year. they chronicling the whole thing leading up to I the last it was year. was probably getting the
0: last dance, bro. That no, bro. The, no, bro. No, year. bro.
1: they chronicling the whole thing up until the oh, okay. up until the last year. So like it's nope. so, so like it's told through like Mike's story of like Mike. So it's so literally like they said Michael Jordan mom like reading letters from him from when he was in college and shit in the documentary so so literally you see like the full bulls dynasty run up until literally the last year but basically the documentary is is surrounded by like the premise of like that you know you you know that this team is never gonna play again after this so then it's gonna be like let's rewind and then they're gonna take you back to the beginning of like how all of it happened and built up and got to that and made it there so it's not just like about the last year it's about like all the totality of all of it. It's I don't I don't believe it's just about the, the the because literally I was watching like Good Morning America clips with um um uh with Diane Roberts, I think that's her, her name and Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan was talking about um you know like when they covered, you know, you know his college experiences when he was, you know, coming up and growing up and going to college and how like um there's a part of the documentary about after he made the shot um in college he went from being Mike Jordan to Michael Jordan and and like how he went to the bulls so like it's not just gonna be about the last year i think it talks about the whole the whole run as a whole the kind of leading up to that point so i'm interested to sense. see all of it
0: all of it i haven't watched any content though i just want to experience it in it's full entirety oh, yeah i, I mean watched. i
1: haven't either i just watched like a couple interviews um you know I didn't even watch
0: that i don't want to see shit.
1: anytime mike talks i want to i want to listen to what mike uh has to say especially these days especially these days like i feel the same way about kobe like i was the same way with kobe where i was like yo i gotta really like tap into kobe and then you know before we i knew no, it like, mike's you know, not,
0: i'm like, sorry mike's not i'm sorry mike's not as inquisitive as kobe i disagree with
1: that i just think mike is uh a mike little doesn't stern. lend
0: his knowledge as like 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 when kobe said we're different they are really different human beings mike is the legit maniac i really think kobe's a very nice guy I actually think Michael Jordan is dead a dead ass maniac. I think Kobe is actually just, Kobe was actually a really, really nice guy who just on the basketball court flipped the yeah. switch and became his personality. He I think he just had a, I'm going to be great at whatever I do person. I legit think Michael Jordan's an actual maniac. That's funny. I think he's literally a maniac. That's funny. Like, even when Kobe said, I'm competitive at things I know I'm good at, I think Mike is competitive at everything.
1: I am too. Even I if feel He's not him. good at it. Uh, literally, LeBron.
0: I'm competitive LeBron. at things I know I'm good at. When LeBron, I'm good at it.
1: Let's make it happen. You and your high school teammates versus me and the homies. No. Pav, you gonna play?
0: You think playing back. I, gonna, I, mean, Are you I playing? mean I don't play, they gonna beat our ass. Nah,
1: you gonna be no, nah, hell no. Nah. You on a six you you six man. You ain't playing. I don't want nobody on I my team. I don't want nobody on my team that say that we're gonna lose.
0: Again, I am competitive. I only I with want you on my team know if good you at it. if you know we're gonna know win. I'm good at it. If you, we gonna lose, I I you if you think we're going to lose, Again, I don't want you on my
1: team. If you think we're going to lose, I don't want you on my team. I am team, competitive yeah. I with, with
0: things I know I'm good at. So when we're talking about rapping, I'm competitive because I think I'm a pretty good rapper. Bro, so when I'm it comes to that, I love. am competitive. Don't, 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 don't. So when it, so when it comes to that. You know i about? I'm talking about that
1: broad me. Where he, like, in the studio where he's like, don't,
0: don't, don't, don't. Uh, yeah. Yo, I just nah, want to say, yeah, so that, that 2 chains
1: album will forever be remembered because of that meme, by the way. That, yeah. because, but also, that album was fire, by the way. So hopefully some kids see that meme and be like, what's that meme from? And go back and listen to the album. Because that album, I, I love the album. My bad.
0: But Yeah, I'm competitive with things I know I'm good at. If I'm not good at it, I'm not competitive.
1: That's funny as hell.
0: So, yeah, I think Mike's competitive I think Kobe is like, yeah, I'm good at this, so I'm competitive with
1: it. Nah, like when Kobe
0: it. said, I like to engage in conversations I know I can win. Me as fuck. I like to engage in conversations I have a high percentage of winning. If I can't win that shit, okay.
1: Yeah, but I think about winning every conversation. Jordan Drive, let's get it. We in this bitch. We in this bitch. Let's get it. George Drive. George hashtag George. Actually, that's gonna be the name of this episode. George Drive. I'm gonna put Michael Jordan Jordan face on the on the cover of a of a of uh, of, a what's uh, a fam name Uh, from the movie Drive? No, from the movie Drive. I'm gonna put Jordan face on the dude from the movie Drive. Oh, I
0: know what you're talking about. That movie was terrible by the way.
1: That movie was not terrible. Go back and rewatch it.
0: It probably would be decent to me G,
1: now. We I'm was in the thi- G, we went to the theater. It was like me, you, Joe, lot. Yes, G it was like me, you, Joe, Lotto, Scott, and like Kendall or somebody. That the, the movie was so slow in the beginning. They was talking the whole time during <laughs> the movie. They had their phone and they was recording. I'm like, Bro, stop, G. I'm trying it to probably watch this wasn't movie. Even terrible, and, then like and then literally, and then literally, two of was them was like, "Yo, we finna leave. We finna go to, to another movie theater." They, they they left. Then like right when they was about to leave, he's like smashed homie head in the elevator like a pump. I mean you know like a watermelon or a pumpkin. They was like, oh shit. And they came back and said, What the fuck? What the <coughs> fuck? Oh shit. <laughs> that, that movie was, I will i will never forget that movie because that shit was funny as hell. Like, oh shit. Yeah. And I know I went to see it, yeah. but uh, yeah.
0: That's what I might do. I might actually No, I'm not gonna watch it that. That was right I before was, I
1: left um so. Chicago too. That's funny as hell. Like, I might watch a movie. <coughs> I Sorry, might watch a '90s action movie. <clears throat> the '90s, I did. I was trying to watch a Schwarzenegger movie the other day, and that's why I was like,
0: Hit. "I don't mind Schwarzenegger movies They shot. It's some, just,
1: they shot somebody, and it was like, "Ugh!" And my girl was like, See, "This shit is fake." I'm like,
0: the reason why I don't mind Schwarzenegger movies or like '90s movies is like, yes, that shit is, but same time, did a lot of the times, so it's like it's a trade off. Like niggas was doing that shit. Yeah. it's like yes they put a wire on this nigga and drove this nigga back when he got blown up but like you did your own stunts <laughs> like a nigga gra- grabbed you with that wire and you did this so it's like I can live with that
1: just a trade off that's funny as hell that's goddamn hilarious I feel you though I'm not upset at that logic I mean it makes sense it it does because even when I see movies sometimes I'm like I know he wasn't really there but also it's kind of like but also but also I will say this I was watching rush hour two before we did hoops and brews with my girl and literally Jackie Chan was on the side of that building with the bamboo shit and he's twirling and whirling off this building and all of these stunt people are clapping I'm like yo I know he was probably literally a couple hundred feet in the air with a bunch of cardboard boxes stacked on top of each other to catch them if they I mean if they fail on this thing, hoping because I don't. I was looking, I'm like, I don't even see how you put a wire on this man because he like literally fighting on these on these like structures. almost you like passed scaffolding
0: up before you hit them boxes, though. Like, when you probably dive shot.
1: no, not from that far. You gotta, Is you gotta,
0: shock a real thing?
1: Uh, yeah, when you from I real, don't
0: want to find out. I mean,
1: I'm sure some like, people do, but I'm just saying, I'm sure from that high up, it's like,
0: whoa, you know what I mean, 100 feet pretty fucking hot bro yeah i mean hey it is they put more than cardboard boxes down relax no nah, dead ass boxes, go
1: relax. no no look you don't really respect jackie chan they bro they probably no actually is they they probably jackie Chan's like, documentary?
0: like a bed or some shit bro
1: nah gee literally it would be beds and cardboard boxes
0: yeah they probably put a bed down another cardboard box that's unhazardous my nigga
1: oh shit jackie chan got a uh, documentary on uh amazon Prime. let's see uh damn okay but now i really want to see like jackie chan's like story i would love to see a documentary on him because now literally he used to I, like his stunts are crazy bro literally when you get off this google jackie chan stunts and you're gonna see like
0: cardboard not boxes gonna do that, but i feel you
1: let me see i'm, I'm not here.
0: gonna do that but i feel you i'm That's, smooth about to play that one division song on repeat for two this hours. man
1: hung off a helicopter come on g what this man's wild. Wild. What? Ain't no way in hell, bro. I'm not hanging off a helicopter I'm not hanging off a side of a building for the love or for a movie. This man Tom Cruise is learning how to fly planes and shit for movies. I'm cool planes on that, fam. I'm cool on that one, fam. I'm dead ass cool on that one. But anyways, man, it's been Hoops and Bruce, your boy TPJ. Find me on Twitter, Instagram at RealTPJ. Once again, thank you to our special mm-hmm. guests. Jack for coming through appreciate You Maine. Um, and Yeah, man, Enjoy the last um, you know dance You know finally we get something that's new that we can All kind of get together and talk about that we all Haven't seen um, you know for a while some Basketball content but yeah Man until next time it's your boy TPJ As always if you're over 21 Drink responsibly if you're under 21 under the Ages of 18 do not drink uh, And make sure you do not drink and drive always Drink responsibly and uh, thank You guys follow us at hoops and brews as always it's Your boy TPJ Pavy, go ahead
0: follow follow me on Twitter at app everywhere word, all one word all alrighty peace out all right bro I like-